You're in the loop. We're here to discuss the ups, downs, and sideways of the sport of figure skating and maybe give you plus five GOE along the way. Let's introduce this week's hosts. Hi, I'm Carly, and I've been finding myself waking up at ungodly hours to watch small children skate recently. I'm on Twitter at CyberswanSP. Hiya, I'm Evie, and I'm the tired Australian who has stayed up way too late watching figure skating for the last two weekends. You can find me screaming on Twitter at DoubleFlux. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Sam, and it took me two hours to take notes on three junior pairs, and I never want to look at a toe jump takeoff again. Want some more of that kind of quality? Hit me up at Quadlets with an E for Edge Call on Twitter. Hi, I'm Clara. I've been here in London this week rewriting our scoring database to include pairs and ice dance, and right now I'm crying about the fact that ice dance basically becomes an entirely new sport every four years. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dejangi, that's D-A-E-J-A-N-G-I-E. Okay, we're going to just jump right into the news, considering we don't have a lot of extra time, considering we have two Junior Grand Prix to discuss this week. And I think the, probably the biggest piece of news in the last couple of weeks since our last episode was the fact that Yuzuru Hanyu, two-time Olympic champion that we all know and love, has announced his programs for next season and collectively broke the internet with both of them a few days ago. I was checking this morning and um, NHK World put up a like less than one minute clip of his free skate training from Media Day and it had 130,000 views in two days. So the internet is definitely broken. God bless the Hanyu economy. <laughs> <laughs> so his short program for the season is based off uh, Johnny Weir's 2004-2005 free skate, Ottenau. Uh, and it's choreographed by Jeffrey Buttle, who has done his short programs for quite a number of years now. And his free skate is called Origin, and it's based off Plushenko's famous free skate uh, tribute to Nijinsky. Uh, and that's choreographed by Shailen Bourne. So we're going to see those programs in a couple weeks at Autumn Classic International. And we've got quite a, quite a few people on the team going to that competition. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Caitlin Osmond has announced that she's sitting out of the 2018 to 2019 season, which I find a little weird. Uh, I actually wasn't surprised at all. She's doing the tour all fall. She just came off a really like emotional season, not only getting Olympic medals, but then winning worlds. Um, I'm not surprised she's taking time off to explore what else there's out there for her. I wasn't like surprised that she decided at first to just take the Grand Prix off because a lot of the skaters are doing that, especially the Canadian skaters like... Uh, Caitlin Weaver and Andrew Poget, they're sitting it out too for the thank you tour. And yeah, when she announced that she was taking the whole season out, again, wasn't super surprised, but I'm just curious as to how she's going to be when she comes back, hopefully next season. That's always the big question after the Olympic season, because there are tons of people who say, oh, I'm coming back. Oh, I'm coming back. But you never really know until they actually do, especially when you've had such a big high like that. Um, in some other news, Stobova and Klimov have officially announced their split. For me, this isn't that surprising. She has posted multiple times on Instagram with a new partner, going back a couple months. He was just in Colorado Springs with Nita Mosier working with the U.S. pairs without Senya. So, and they obviously didn't have the greatest season last year after being barred from the Olympics um, based on supposed doping on her end. So you could definitely tell that there was a little bit of tension there just because of all that was going on. Um, excited to see what she does. Not really sure where he's headed, but maybe into coaching. Maybe he is also looking for a partner. 
but yeah, it's a little sad. And finally, there have been lots of changes in GP assignments over the last few weeks and lineups for three of the Challenger Series comps. So Autumn Classic International, the Andre Napella Trophy and the Nablehorn Trophy are now out. Um, and for more news about competition lineups, program announcements and other news stories that you may have missed during the week, make sure to check out our website in the for our weekly roundups of figure skating related news. Well, there are times where skaters simply leave you speechless for a second, but I have this to say, it's delightful. So in today's episode, we're going to discuss the goings on at the first two Junior Grand Prix events of the season, JGP Bratislava and JGP Cup of Austria. So the Junior Grand Prix is an annual series of events that runs from around late August to early October, and it's the counterparts to the Senior Grand Prix series. It culminates in December with the Junior Grand Prix final, this year taking place in Vancouver, Canada, alongside the senior events. So we've had two successive weekends filled with figure skating after several months of barely anything. And it's been it's a been one- It's been so nice. It's been nice, but also I miss, a lot. I miss having sleep. I miss being able to sleep <laughs> because European time zones and Australia do not mix well. Do European time zones mix well with anyone other than Europeans? Because I've been waking up at like 5 a.m. Not to mention they're in the middle of the day, so it's hard to like find time to watch them anyway. Look, they scheduled the Olympics for you guys. You can't have everything. <laughs> hey, we rarely get anything during the regular season. It was nice to have one thing for once. I know. The Olympics were great. Yeah, I am so happy. We have three major competitions in the North America this year. It's exciting. Meanwhile, now that Cup of China isn't a thing, I have only one GP event in close to my time zone. And then Worlds. And then, like, nothing else, because Four Continents is in America this, this season. So, you know, I get nothing. Which is Fine, I guess. So we're going to start off by talking about the pairs event at the first Grand Prix, which was last weekend, which was uh, in Bratislava in Slovakia. So there was a Russian sweep, which is a common theme for the, the two competitions. Uh, all three of the podium places were taken by the Russian pairs. And the winners of this pairs event at Bratislava were Anastasia Mishina and Alexander Galimov who were the 2018 Junior World bronze medalists. And this is their first Junior Grand Prix season. My, so my biggest issue with Mishnet and Galyumov was that like they had these really high-energy, fast-paced programs, but their speed and movement quality weren't exactly up to par to match it. They definitely were trying. Um, they had performance quality. They were emoting outward and like making it fun and like all that stuff. But the, what they actually doing felt a bit rushed and unconnected from what was going on. Uh, like I said, the elements were all super solid, a little bit labored in places, especially compared to the second place team, Panaflova and Rylov, who were effortless in most of their elements. What they did have, though, were the jumps. They did all triples in their free skate which nobody else did. They did get an under-rotation call on a uh, triple sal, oiler, triple sal sequence. Nice use of the word oiler. <laughs> With a noticeable hesitation. Hey, 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 we're gonna get there eventually. We're gonna get Not there. there yet. Oiler and rhythm dance, oiler and rhythm dance. <laughs> oh, I can't, uh, rhythm dance is gonna take a minute. Anyway, um, which is definitely what put them over the edge because like I said, like, the, the quality and their twist and their throws wasn't exactly the same. I, I agree with what Sam said. So they had some really nice quality elements. Um, 
especially the triple twist in the short really impressed me and the throw triple sal in the free. Um, I thought the sync on their side-by-side spins was pretty good as well, so not as on point as the bronze medalists Senya and and Valeri, who we'll discuss later, but sort of comparable to what you would see in seniors. But the rest of the elements could feel a bit laboured, especially the lifts. You could see that Alexander was working pretty hard on those. Outside of the technical points, yeah, they had fun programs. I'm still really taken with the fact that they're their short is called Party Like a Russian, even though I don't actually enjoy the music that much. Um, but in general, sort of, I think they, they looked a little bit closed off, a little bit concentrated and sort of lacking in the, the ease and expression um, that you see in a few of the other pairs. So that will probably change over the course of the season as they grow into their programs. But for now, I didn't find them to be the most engaging of the pairs that we saw. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I was excited. I was kind of excited that they did keep their short program because I remember seeing it at Junior Worlds earlier this year. But at the same time, I thought that it already kind of made its performative peak at their their performance at Junior Worlds was really solid. The only thing that's changed over the season is uh, last season they were just doing uh, double lutzes in the short, and now that they've they've moved on to triples um, this season, which is obviously giving them a leg up in over the field but yeah they're a solid team i like their their performance overall i wasn't completely sold on their free skate i thought the choreography at times was a little bit pantomime and just i wasn't completely sold on it but yeah i guess as the season develops you know if they get a second junior grand prix assignment which i'm sure they will now that they've got a gold medal here you know the these both these programs could evolve into something that's more universally likable, I guess. I was definitely interested when I heard my lord and savior, Ted Barton, announced that their uh, short was called Party Like a Russian. I was like, well, that's an interesting name for this Russian pair. And like, I think I was kind of expecting something more fun because it, it just didn't like their, I agree with what you guys have said about their expression and how it could improve. It didn't really like captivate me that well. Their elements were nice. Their sync was nice on most of their elements but like I think like they just need a little bit more connection to the music to sell it to me completely and like as they grow they can get that but like as of now it just wasn't enough for me to fully catch on to it I'd much prefer the second pair I think yeah I think in comparison to the second pair they don't have as much like synchronicity with the music they don't really express it to their fullest potential so the team that ended up getting silver apolinaria panfilova and dmitry rylov of russia again you know in comparison with the first place team i felt like they had a lot more connection to the music and they really expressed both their programs to a much wider potential even though they didn't have the technical content like the first team did but not only that they had a big ticket element that made you sit back and go wow i mean that throw loop is huge yeah and she checks out so early especially in the free and just lands with that perfect kick out edge landing that you want to see in a pairs throw and i feel like in comparison the first place team just didn't have that one thing that was like okay that's really special what you're doing right there where it was just kind of like the solid all around win because you have higher technical content kind of deal. But like really with Panfilova and Rylov, the difference music to make, because I did not like that short at all. I mean, you could obviously see that they had like musicality and performance quality, but I do not want to hear I put a spell on you in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we, I feel we that. Be, we should be over that. We are past this. You have 
all the music out there that you could possibly use now, but we're picking these tired old this programs. Is a, I feel like this is a common theme in most junior programs that we've seen over yeah. the last competitions. I mean, just the common theme in general is <laughs> We don't need to do this, guys. We don't you can move it. on now. I um, can't believe you're doing Annie Lennox dirty like this. She is a timeless classic. She okay. might be a timeless classic, but there is a time and a place. <laughs> yeah, but you could, like I said, you could see the performance quality, but it's just covered up by this music that you just don't want to listen to and unfortunately like she had a step sequence fall that was just heartbreaking to see but even then it's like oh all right i feel bad at the time i feel bad but like it wasn't really like that engaging that i'm gonna like freak out and like be worried about you potentially like winning or meddling and then you watch their free skate and it's just a complete turnaround they're engaged with the music they're engaged with each other everything is matching perfectly it accentuates their lines and shows off their speed and flow between each element and then the, the loop the throw loop just caps it all off it's just so good i love it it's one of those just jaw-dropping elements that you just go oh boy yep it's like a chinese throw flip you yeah. just see it and you know yeah i agree with sam like what you said about like how they have that performance quality they had a similar sort of like fierceness about them that i liked and i really like like you know how they skated to the music even though, you know, I put a spell on you is none of our favorites, maybe Clara's. I stand by it. And um, I really like the height that they got on their throws. They were my favorite free skate of the Paris medalists. And I think they were my favorite overall. Yeah, I agree with I that. I would say, like, yeah, you know, definitely. just like musicality expression. Uh, what I really liked, so like, I am a big person on like how the costume accentuates the program. So, which I, I'm kind of going off on like my little costumes tangents right now. The short was very classy. Like, you know, they went for that classy look with the music and the black and white was very classy and it went along with the feel of the music. He wasn't as interesting. She was what caught me. I really loved her dress. Their free costumes were gorgeous and graceful in movement. It really helped with the effect of the skate for me and it was very, it was just overall very beautiful. Um, I think, you know, I'll just echo what everyone else has said. All of their throw jumps it, and the throw twists, to be honest, were big, but the, the triple loop was absolutely massive, like jaw dropping. Um, you can see how new I am at watching pairs because in my notes I have written that Apollinaria caught an edge on the step sequence, which is unusual. Whereas now that I've watched JGP Lintz, I realize that it is tragically not. JGP <laughs> 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 uh, That being said, yeah, uh, again, free, absolutely gorgeous. Um, it reminded me a bit of Sevchenko Masso's L'Interview du Ciel uh, free program from last season. It had this kind of quiet, lyrical intensity. It was really fluid. I, yeah, definitely my favorite program this competition. And then finally, of the medalists, we have bronze place finishers Ksenia Akinteva and Valery Kolosov. Uh, for me, they were the least noticeable of the pairs. It wasn't anything major. I just didn't really find anything like stand out-ish, except for their side-by-side spins, which are incredible. They're better than most seniors. I don't understand how unison and side-by-side spins work to begin with, so whenever anybody actually does it in unison in every position, it blows my mind. Um, but other than that, like I honestly couldn't tell you what happened in one of either of their programs outside of the fact that I thought their interstellar short had two literal costumes, too spacey. Like, we don't actually need to go that hard in on the astronaut look, guys. Yeah, I agree that they were, like, the least noticeable of the medalists. Uh, and what I remember most is their music choices. Glad I wasn't the only one who noticed how literal they went with Interstellar. For the free, they had, like, you know, fun colors. They were matching, but I'm the not a fan pink. of tutus. <laughs> the matching yeah. pink tutu with the, with the waistcoat, yeah. Listen, I'm just really 
I just get really excited whenever a girl is wearing a color and the guy is actually wearing a matching color. Oh, God, yeah. We're calling you out, Alex Shubatani. Wear pink next time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, and then, like, their most notice, they had this one lift where he carried her like a baby while she was upside down. Like, obviously, I'm very good at describing lifts. Other than that, nothing really stood out to me other than their costumes. Yeah, agreed, to be honest. Um, I think the one thing that really stood out to me, as Sam said, was the sink on Miss Benz. I mean, it was better than most of the Olympic medalists, I would say. I, I think I'd yeah, go that far. Yeah, that's like, it was completely incredible. fair. Um, but all of the rest of it was a bit scratchy. I mean, the lifts were good. There were a few, as, as Carl mentioned, a few sort of interesting and unusual positions that I'm not sure how I feel about. Um, in general, Again, sort of not projecting as effectively as some of the other teams we saw, especially on the Interstellar short, which was a bit quiet and introspective anyway. So I think they really needed to be a bit more expression than what they saw. On the free, same story, to be honest. So I just shout out for using Shaldash. I I love it. It's awesome. It's fun. It's fast. It's Hungarian. It's great. Um, But again, they felt like they were concentrating a bit too hard on getting their elements down to actually sort of help the audience connect to the music. Yeah, and that one's just a confidence thing. It's usually, you'll see that a lot with like people who aren't exactly always comfortable on their edge. They're not used to the elements they're doing yet. So they're always honed in on getting from one element to the next instead of projecting because they're not there where they can just shut off and let the music tell the story. So now we'll be introducing the men's medalists and we have to start with gold, which is a name everyone knows, Steven Gogolev. Yeah, he was, he sure was something. <laughs> so I always do my little, like I always type out my little cheer, which is go, go, let's go, let's go, Gogolev. And that's something anime <laughs> fans will get. <laughs> so he, uh, he did, he did the thing. That thing will be mentioned later. <laughs> Programs-wise, I really like this short, which I think is partly because of the music chosen. He has nice speed on the ice, which is something I always look out for. And obviously with juniors, you don't get good speed a lot, um, which is something I understand. You know, Ted has helped me to understand that they will grow. And he had a nice step sequence in the short. I, I just really much preferred his short to his free. In there's He has a lot of things he can improve on, which we will definitely go more into because I am not the best with details. But you can tell he's better than his age lets on. I mean, they made a point of noting out that, like, he's been ready for the Junior Grand Prix. It's just his age. He, he, could, very, he could very much go for some more interesting costumes, which I think <laughs> everyone will agree with me on. Uh, especially in the short, there's only something, like, it's all black except for this tiny part of the shirt. It's the Nathan Chen Vera Wang. Yeah, it's Vera Wang. So Vera Wang. It's boring and it does nothing for the program, although I guess maybe they didn't want to distract from whatever it is he is doing on the ice, you know, whatever he finds himself doing. But it's just like, come on. Look, we've heard about this kid for two years. One year now, we all, we've all seen him. We haven't really seen him skate, but we've all heard his name. We know he has quads. We know he's supposed to be very talented and he is very young. And I can't help but be unimpressed after watching him. I was expecting more. I was expecting better basics. I didn't necessarily need the musicality because, again, he is a 13-year-old boy. That's something that's not always there with them because they're not really sure what they want to skate to at that point yet. Um, but what I can't excuse is poor posture. I can't excuse the pre-rotated triple Lutz when we're also trying a quad Lutz. That shouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. Like We should not be graduating up into a terrifying quad Lutz takeoff where we're taking off with our entire blade and staying on the ice for a full half rotation when we know that our triple Lutz technique is not there yet either. 
especially when we are 13 years old and we probably maybe shouldn't be doing this stuff anyway, no matter how talented we are. I, For those who have not followed me on Twitter before, I am someone who is firmly against, especially the Terry Tuberitze girls from doing quads. And lots of people have criticized that stance for saying, well, why aren't you talking about Steven? Why aren't you talking about Steven? And my response always was, he's been a better training environment. I trust the people who are there with him more there than I do with Terry. And I'm sorry to say that, but it's true. I just think that they have a better intention out for them. And I still believe that. But after seeing that quad, if you can call it a quad, because it's really not, it should be dinged for an under rotation as much as somebody who lands a quarter rotation short on a landing. Um, it's something that's completely missed everywhere. It's not just Steven. We'll talk more about pre-rotations later. Um, but essentially what it is, is that your blade is still on the ice as you are already starting to rotate up, which shouldn't count. It's not a part of the rotation. You are not up in the air. You are not off the ice. And you combine that with a full blade takeoff where you're using your edge instead of your toe pick to go down and vault yourself up. Um, it's it's honestly, frankly, inexcusable. And I I can't stand by it. Especially well, yeah, when... obviously, but it's not like the judges are actively like looking for pre-rotation and actually, you know, punishing the skaters that do have excessive pre-rotation. It's just not, they it's... don't. And I'm not excuse. I'm not saying that like obviously this is something that they should be thinking about because obviously nobody does it. I'm talking about from a safety standpoint. This is a 13 year old boy who does not have a good triple let's technique, and we are sitting around and we and we are letting him try the quad lutz before he is ready, despite the fact that he is making it around and he is landing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of those kind of things. And like I said, I do still trust them more than I trust a Terry, but... It's disconcerting, definitely. It's, it's disappointing, to yeah. say the least. Um, mixed with all of the other issues going on. Again, the poor posture... Uh, for me, the short program, the music was a bit one-toned, and it doesn't really help when you're not there yet, emoting-wise, to be able to pull that off when you're staying at one level and there aren't, like, natural rises and falls with the music. So it makes it a bit less engaging to begin with. Um, but yeah. I, I sort of agree with Sam. I think to an extent, he's just a victim of the hype that he's been the object of, uh, that, you know, we all had really high expectations. Um and I don't, again, as other people said, I don't want to be too down on him. He's a junior man. He's quadding. There's a bunch of stuff that we shouldn't be expecting to see uh, at a senior level yet, especially on the expression side. Yeah, the the technique issues did surprise me a bit. Um, even his, his Lutz edge is not clear, which again is surprising um, given his training environment. And then the programs, yeah, we all said... Vera Wang. I mean, I I minded his short program costume less than his free, to be honest, because that was Vera Wang with like screen printing, which was impossibly worse. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, Run by Run was fun. Yeah, the rest of the expression wasn't really there for me. There was lots of arm flinging, which you'll hear me sort of complain about later on as well. Sort of a lot of skaters, they're told to put in a certain arm movement and they just do it wildly at speed, irrespective of what the actual mood of the music is and whether the movement should be sharp or soft, slow or quick, etc. Not a lot of thought goes into that sometimes. Yeah. I mean, he, he is just a first year junior and obviously these things are hopefully going to, to, to develop. But yeah, the problems with the quad lutz and the just in technique wise, it is really disappointing to see. But, like, you know, on the bright side, his quad sal that he did in the free, I thought, was really looking really solid. The height and distance he gets on it is fantastic, you know. And that's an example of, yeah, he's 13 and he's doing a quad, but he's 13 and he's doing a quad correctly. Yeah, definitely. Which, there's a world of difference between those two things. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, I think that like again, I prefer much prefer the short to the free skate. But yeah, I think he's definitely going to be one to watch for the rest of the season in terms of how he's going to develop. Next, we have the uh, silver medalist uh, Mitsuki Sumoto from Japan. Well, what I have to say is that. You know, I didn't know much about him going into this event, but being small and being on Team Japan means that you are now my child. I really liked his musicality and his up- I liked his upper body movements, like in the choreography for both his short and his free, and especially was a fan of his spins, and I just liked that he had a good spread eagle, because you don't see a lot of good of those minor elements in juniors. Like, I've seen a lot of half done in of hours. Also, as Sam mentioned later, I caught the Michelle reference, which was very nice, with Tosca, which was his short. Uh, he had a nice dramatic costume for the short. See, like, having mainly black, you can work with it. This is where Gogolev can learn. It had some nice intricate detailing on the back, and uh, it was, like, dramatic enough to fit with the program. For me, uh, admittedly, it was really hard to engage in his Tosca program just because Michelle, um, <laughs> the intensity in her opening is like ingrained in my brain. So when you see somebody, unfortunately for Mitski, who's not exactly the best at emoting, it's kind of just a tiny bit of a letdown. That always happens with war horses. You have this image of like the program in your mind. So when somebody else does it, you're like, I want that though. It's not a him problem. It's a me problem, but Michelle. Um, anyway, but really though, he is improved a lot in his posture and carriage uh easily between him and andrew Torgashev, easily the best skating skills in the event um he may not have the emoting ability yet but going back like he does have the ability to emote with his movement um which is something that i always appreciate because not everybody's programs are matched to their music uh again his free was definitely the best performance of the night and honestly he should have gotten first in the free program because it was just he was on a completely different level choreographically than everybody else in that event who meddled yeah a great um lovely ease and flow uh especially when he was going into his jumps that was really noticeable i actually kind of liked the slower tosca um except it had really weird percussive sound effects in the background that confused me but uh the change of tempo i liked and yeah as carl mentioned that fs costume was not a great plan um this draped ombre kind of pajama top thing. I don't know what was going on. I feel like a lot of Mitski's costumes, like from this season and last season, just need to be taken in a little bit at the shoulders. It's the shoulders and the arms that get me. They just look, make the whole thing look boxy. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But uh, that aside, it, it was a lovely, lovely program. He did a fabulous job. Definitely. It was my favorite performance of the night by far. I think he looked a lot more refined and relaxed rather because he was at Asian Open a couple of weeks ago where he placed fourth you know at a senior event and now going back to a junior event where he was looking a lot calmer and everything was looking like really really nice in comparison to a lot of the other competitors at the event you know his as other people have said his you know his skating style is a lot more refined and he's much more mature and yeah, his free skate completely won me over that night. It was just so good. Uh, so then the bronze medalist, uh, Daniel Grassel. So this is his third JGP season, but the first time he's podium. So congratulations to him. I really enjoyed him, actually. I don't think I saw him last season, uh, but I did find him very compelling. He had really nice extensions. He had really nice spins. He gave me a donut spin, which I don't get to see that often in the man. Um, 
I found him a bit less compelling in the free, uh, and with a another shocking ombre drapey costume. Oh. oh god, it was so bad. For those of you who might not have seen it and are just listening in to catch up, it was basically Patrick Chan's A Journey, but orange and purple. It was certainly a look. He he also so he does this sort of arm flinging thing again, and also he has these really color contrasted sparkly gloves he wears, even though he does so he does drama hands, but he also has like quite noticeably spread fingers or just very noticeable hand positions which are made all the more noticeable when your gloves are black against the white ice so that was kind of distracting for me um he has a few technical issues on jumps so he has a a flip edge issue he has a bit of a leg wrap but i did really enjoy watching him um so i'm keen to see how that those programs grow throughout the season i agree um he had issues they were all very noticeable everybody could see that he was hunched going into some of his jumps um, for those who may not be all that keen in on jump technique, he is also a pre-rotator. He also takes off um, not that well on his pick, just like um, Steven does. But I think for me, the difference between the two of them was that you, you could audibly, noticeably see that Daniel was trying. He was trying to perform out with the music. He was trying to project. And if there was an earnestness there that I couldn't help but love, despite all the basic issues that he has. Again, he needs to work on the lines. Agree with Clara about the hands. They're a little bit grabby. They kind of look like a claw, uh, which is not always that great to see. You want your lines to be extended out and straight to like show off your your extension and how beautiful they are. He's not there yet. He also kind of sits back on his heel when he's skating, and it can kind of look like he's rocking back and forth. Uh, but other than that, like the programs were not that great. His quad lutz was also not that great. Um, again, hunch going in. He's got a leg wrap, which just means that his free leg is not completely tightened up into his support leg as he's up in the air. So you can see a big gap and it looks like it's wrapping around the other leg, hence the leg wrap term. Um, it's there very noticeably until about the third rotation and a half. And then he land, he land in the free skate here. He landed about half short and was directly on his leg with his legs still tangled together, which made him fall over pretty terrifyingly. Um, it was not that fun to watch. But yeah, I really appreciated how much he was trying. It was very nice to see. Yeah, exactly. Like what, what everyone else said, there was something compelling about him. And even with all these like basic issues, he did have some nice speed, which was something I noticed. But um, for me... His overall skating seemed very wild, and I feel like it could use a bit more control, which, like, is something he can gain over the years. I, I liked his short. I was not a fan of the free program. It seemed like it was, like, the choreo was, like, trying to be artistic, and it just did not come off that way for me. And, of course, the costume was very distracting, but, hey, the gloves did point out his drama hands. <laughs> so, like, there's something to look at. For me, the number one thing was that, his posture was really distracting for me, especially when he was about to take off for his jumps. It was very noticeably hunched over. And yeah, like Sam was saying with the quad lutz technique, that was obviously a, a problem that kept being visible in my mind. And I, I did actually enjoy his short program a lot. And like, he has very intense facial expressions throughout both of his programs, like almost kind of like angry, but you know, I mean, that kind of emotion, I mean, it's better than absolutely showing no emotion. So, you know, I'll take what I can get. And yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what Daniel's going to do later in the season. I mean, he was at both Bratislava and Linz, so we won't 
obviously with both of his placements, we're not going to see him at the Grand Prix final. But maybe at World Juniors, you know, later down the line, we'll see him then. And yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's exciting to think how those programs are going to develop in that span of time. So one quick little discussion point that I want to hit on is the fact that, as we pointed out, Steven Gogolev and Daniel Grezil have very similar issues. Like we said, they both have pre-rotation issues, their quad lutzes are not great, they have poor posture, and their skating skills are not all the way there yet. But there is a difference there, and that difference is Steven's got everything going for him. He's got the big fed behind him. He's got one of the best coaching teams in the world to help him. He's young, he's talented, and we've been hearing his name forever. We know who he is coming into this. We all have a sort of endearment to him naturally built in, and so do the judges. Because again, he's got every infrastructural advantage possible. When the judges see him and they see him doing those quads, they're naturally more inclined to maybe give him a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt in comparison to somebody like Daniel, who, yes, is a little bit older, but he also comes from a small fed. He's not getting the same support. He doesn't have the team of coaches and choreographers there to help him. And yet, frankly, sometimes criticize him a little bit more naturally than we would somebody like Steven. And I was wondering, is that fair? Should we then be more inclined to point out what's going on with Steven and maybe give Daniel not necessarily a little bit of a break, but also a little bit more of a nuanced perspective where we understand that, like, hey, he doesn't have every advantage. He's not there, like, naturally built in, where everybody's telling him he's so talented and he's so this. And maybe say, like, yeah, you have these posture issues, but I also see you there trying, and I also see that, like, you are giving me actually a little bit something more than somebody like Steven is who's having the book thrown at him because he landed three quads. Absolutely. And I think you you pointed out, Sam, um, about sort of the skating skill scores and the PCS scores in general, actually being a good reflection of that. So you see Mitsuki and Andrew, who had the highest uh, skating skills scores um, for both the short and the long, actually, were sort of above seven uh, on average. Then Gogolev with like a little less than that around. So he on the short, Gogolev got 6.64 to Mitsuki's 7 and Togashev 7.1 and then Grassel gets 6.2. Again in the free skate you've got Mitsuki and Andrew with 7.36 and 7.21, Gogolev with 7.07 and then Daniel half a point below at 6.54 and I I didn't see anything in their skating that would warrant that level of difference so. But not only that, Steven's skating skills jump almost half a point between the short and the free skate. What changes outside of the fact that he's doing three quads. His skating didn't magically get better in a day. It's still the same. Junior PCS isn't scored correctly to begin with. They're all locked into about that six, six and a half to eight point range. You'll rarely see somebody get higher than an eight, which we'll see with Camden. He just barely got it. But is that correct? Should there be a higher gap? Because like I said before, Mitski had the best program of the night. He didn't have the technical content that Steven did, but he skated better. And should he should he have been rewarded more in PCS based on what he did for throw out that idea of juniors can't score higher and give the correct gap in PCS that is actually there? Because these skating skills marks, there's there's more than a half a point difference between Steven and Mitski. There isn't. And there was less than a tenth, uh, two tenths difference between Daniel and Steven. But yeah, I mean, it just all goes back to like, again, Steven's got everything. <laughs> He's got everything going for him. And it's kind of a little 
sad for me sometimes to see this kid who, again, he, they're both super talented. They both are amazing for where they are. But Daniel's not going to get with Steven Scott, ever. Never in his life. Carolina only got to where she was after years of work. She, Car- the Carolina Costners and the Javier Fernandezes are exceptional because they're rare, not because they happen every day. And we can sit around and we can say that skaters are going to get better with time and they're going to get the musical and their basics are going to get better, but sometimes that doesn't happen. And I, I, feel, I feel like we need to really point them out when they do. So one of the standout performances other than the medalists at this event was Andrew Togashev of the U.S., uh, you know, Andrew definitely is one of the junior skaters in the field currently that has the some really fantastic skating skills. His speed and flow and ice coverage are all exceptional, especially in comparison to a lot of other junior skaters and everyone, like everyone else at this competition. You know, you can see the difference in quality overall. I'm glad that he kept Moulin Rouge, his free skate, from last season to this one especially since I don't think it really reached its potential last season. And like in the, like if you go back and watch his free skate from this competition, the last half of it completely pops off. It just goes, it's crazy. Also, he has beautiful edges and really reminds me of Patrick Chan. It was just incredible to watch. It was so good. Okay, so now we'll be introducing the Ice Dance medalists. And with gold, we have Elizaveta Kudaiberdieva and Nikita Nazarov from Russia. This is their second Junior Grand Prix season. They won silver last year at uh, Junior Grand Prix Poland and bronze at Australia. For me, I really liked this team a lot. The Both programs had these really cool opening choreo lifts that just matched perfectly with the music. It was really nice. Um, her core is absolutely fantastic, especially in those lifts. She's nice and straight. She's strong. Um, you can obviously see that she's well controlled. Uh, she's, again, an incredible performer. Uh, she uses her body excellently to accentuate all the musical accents that are going on in both programs. The shimmy is at the start of Humans in the Free Dance. While she's looking back at him as he's skating forward, she's got her hand on his shoulder, which is just great. They love the intensity in her face there, too. Um, he's good, but it's a support role to help her like shine out and like be the focal point. They're really well matched, though. The Free Dance cuts were not great. Um, they felt like two completely distinct programs separated from each other. I did like the start of the Nemesis cut though, where they're doing the pair spin, but then immediately right after that, cutting straight to the bridge was not great. <laughs> yeah, the music cuts were not nice, but I did like the music for their rhythm dance. I just always approve of Tango Amor, which is a whole jam. And uh, I love the beginning of the rhythm dance and just like how they place their elements. She, I agree with Sam. She really impressed me overall throughout both the rhythm and free dance, which is usual for me in ice dance. <laughs> I'm usually one who notices the girl more, especially like in the rhythm dance. Her dress was absolutely gorgeous. It was beautifully stoned. It was made for a fun watch and I loved how beautiful it was, but like he was just there, like just letting her stand out, which like, I guess, I mean, they did match well, but like you want to get more of a balance 
in ice dance and like you know also in pairs i know like ice dance is more about like the guy showing off the girl but you do want some balance not always so. there are some teams where the guy is better like papadakis and cinderone yep, guillaume yeah. is guillaume is the one you're watching yeah that's true <laughs> like i i don't necessarily i don't think i necessarily mind when somebody's standing out a bit more especially when they're a better performer i mean if you can be there and you can do what you need to do to make them be the focal point and shine and be engaging then go for it definitely and i think i think that with ice dance especially that because of the roots that it has in ballroom dancing where that's definitely one of the main themes with the man you know dressed in darker black clothing to really let the girl stand out and do all of the performance work basically you know that's one of the main key themes and it kind of does carry over especially into junior ice dance I find where the girl is so much more expressive than the guy uh, so I agree with both of you I really enjoyed the choreo lifts at the start I enjoyed the rotational lift even though they had a bit of a stumble there and the straight line lift had an insane amount going on in the free um, so it was a bit messy here but I'm I'm excited and I hope I get to see them try it again as everyone else said really love Elisabetta. Um she's 15 he's 20 so there's a, a massive age gap there um, but you really can't tell from the point of view of her expressiveness or her maturity or anything else. Accented the music really well in the tango, I thought. Quite impressed by the levels on the pattern dance as well. I know nothing um, <laughs> from their protocols. I could tell that they did considerably better than anyone else. All I could tell was that they had nice edges. Um, and yeah, then just again, music cuts terrible particularly in the free where they decided to cut benjamin clementine mid-lyric to move to a completely different lyric uh which is never recommended but yeah i really enjoyed them so now we have the ice dance silver medalists elizaveta shanaeva and uh david narizhny this pair had some face going on with both of them it's a really great commitment with their movement tons of speed across the ice their edges weren't as deep as the other pair but still very good quality it's just that they're not pushing with their knee as much into the ice so it's not their flow isn't as great but again speed is incredible the straight line lifts in both programs were really impressive they were not matched to the music which is a little bit of a letdown um a position change is nice but when there's nothing going on with the music to match that position change it kind of loses its effect a little bit for me um, it's not the, like, classic Davis and White, like, really athletic uh, lifts mixed when with everything going around on when that music hits, like uh, their Notre Dame de Paris uh, curve lift, where she is changing a position with each chime that goes on and it just captivates you instantly and you're like, that's cool. That's not happening here. That's okay. They'll get there eventually. But for right now, it's just not as impactful as it could will be. They're matched really well together. They're on par with each other in quality and performance ability. Like I said, performance ability is there in spades. Um, I really liked the short date, the Samson and Delilah remix. It was interesting. Definitely the kind of program that gets you hyped at five o'clock in the morning when you may not be completely awake. Um, so I appreciated that. The high kick out of their twizzles was a very nice touch. I very much agree with Sam with serving face. It was very made their rhythm dance very fun to watch because like with tangos you know you get a lot of opportunities to commit to the expression of the program i will say their rhythm dance to to me it it struck me as a little too saucy for the junior scene and i think that really had to do with the mesh cuts in her dress it's the same issue as like all the plunging necklines we saw on the junior men i was like this is not for the junior scene 
but they were very dramatic and expressive, and I really appreciated that commitment they had. And they seemed very close together throughout the programs, and they had really nice speed. And I, uh, in their rhythm dance, their straight line lift, which was, as Sam said, unmatched to the music, but it was very impressive, and I really enjoyed. Yeah, I, I love them as well. It's their first Junior Grand Prix, and I think their first international medal. So they were, I think they were amazing, given that it's basically their first time out. I, I had a similar Victorian moment to Carr, uh, except it was more about sort of the opening pose with her between his legs, but then it got reassur- reassuringly less, less uh, saucy than I thought it was maybe going to be. Um, yeah, I mean, I love Elisaveta, so much commitment, as you both said, I really liked her dresses, um, and David, I think, took a bit more of a traditional role in the rhythm dance as sort of a support and letting her shine in a very ballroom kind of way, but then I thought he really shone in the free dance, free dance, actually, he was very expressive, he was really into it, you could tell he was having a good time, I really enjoyed that. Lifts, agree, again, with, with Sam and Cara, they were really good, but sort of weirdly placed with the music, and really liked their twizzles in the rhythm dance, even though they were slightly out of sync, but they were really fast. I thought I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, I think that these two were definitely the standouts for me at this competition. I mean, well, in the rhythm dance, they were in the first group and they really just captured my attention from right from the start. You know, they both have really great chemistry with each other and they're both quite expressive. And like, especially since, you know, it's the, yeah, it's their first junior Grand Prix season. It's their first medal. You know, this is crazy. They're their expression is definitely at a whole nother level compared to other teams that it might have been on the circuit quite a bit longer. So, you know, it, it was really striking to me how good they were. And yeah, their, um, their Samson and Delilah uh, free skate, right, like in the music change to the re- the remix change halfway through just completely went off and I just really enjoyed it. And, you know, as, you know, myself being the resident uh, Wang Liu I stand stand. I'm a really big sucker for a really good straight line lift. Even if it didn't match the music, I just appreciated it. It looked all the position changes were so nice and they held it fantastically and just yeah, I think I'm definitely going to be looking out for them later on and I hope that the Russian Federation gives them a second junior grand prix assignment even though they just play silver here. So yeah, I really enjoyed them a lot. And now we have the bronze medalists in Eliana Grotman and Ian Somerville from the U.S. I personally didn't really have a lot of thoughts about this pair. They didn't really stand out that much to me. I will say their free dance was interesting. Uh, The music specifically was interesting to me. Although I will say it was kind of boring. Yeah, I agree on that front. It just lacked the maturity level, both choreographically um, and projecting-wise, or, like, emotional-wise as the other two teams, um, they have quality elements the same as them. Like, there isn't that much of a gap between their skating skills and their elements as there is between the two Russians. It's just, it looks a little bit more immature, which is honestly kind of a little bit strange because Eliana and Ian have been doing the Grand Prix, the Junior Grand Prix a little bit longer than them, and it's also just really weird to see them all stand next to each other because, like I said, they've been doing the Grand Prix longer but they also look like they're five years younger than them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, a, it, it may not even, it could just be the, like the fact that they just look so much younger, even when, like, even though the programs really are not up to the same snuff as the Russians. Um, yeah, they had the same issue with, like, really interesting lists, but maybe you know, too many positions or just positions for position, like change of position for a change of position's sake. Um, that really didn't serve much of a purpose outside of looking cool. Yeah, I mean, to Carr's point, as the resident French person, I should probably 
they were skating to one of our trademark weird-ass musicals called uh, Mozart l'Opéra Rock. Um, as Sam said, I thought they were, they were actually neater on their elements than some of the other teams. Uh, but yeah, I still found them less engaging, especially in the rhythm, rhythm dance, where I didn't think they were sort of as successful from an expression perspective at sort of selling their performance. They weren't moving as sharply as the other two teams were, etc. I did actually like them in the free dance a bit more especially the, the first half of the weird Mozart musical that was a bit quirkier and more lyrical. They had a sort of quietness that I thought went relatively well with that. But yeah, I got to, I got to agree. They were, for me, the least memorable of the medalists. Yeah, I think that's kind of a theme in both the uh, pairs and ice dance bronze medalists that they were both the, the least memorable ones out of the bunch. It just, nothing about their performances really grabbed my attention. I mean, just they're a very talented team and their elements are looking really solid, but they just don't have that kind of wow factor for me that really gets my attention. And then in terms of the other teams who competed, uh, the one that really stood out to us was De Mujo Le Mercier. So they're a French team and they had this amazing dad metal program set to a medley of Rage Against the Machine, Metallica and Steppenwolf. Um, they had this this kind of quiet, cool fierceness that we didn't think worked that well in the rhythm dance, but oh boy, did it work in the free dance. Um, and it was an awesome music choice. So I just thought that was really fun. Moving on to the ladies, we have Miss Anna Shervakova in first place. She is a Terry Tuberizzi student. We have all seen her before. At the start of last season, there were lots of training videos being posted of her doing quad lutzes and all various different kinds. Unfortunately, she did have a pretty bad leg break, so we didn't really get to see her much last season. I believe she did come back in time for Russian Nationals, but still very unfortunate. Here, she did not do a quad. But what she did do was showcase that despite the fact that she was given programs where she's never allowed to truly hold a position, she really can't hit a bad one. Um, (laughs) She is just innately gifted with extension and loveliness that's unfortunately buried in some rush bit of movements that, especially in the free skate, do not match her qualities. That program especially felt very heavy. It weighed her down a lot. And unfortunately made the fact that she has some tech issues much more noticeable because you're not allowed to fully engage with her despite how talented she is in a performance aspect. Really start to notice that there are issues despite the fact that it looks like she's got a really quick snap up on her jumps and nice landings. Um, her takeoffs are not great. Just like going back to the men, this is a very similar issue where she is pre-rotating pretty heavily on her toe jumps. She does also have a bad leg wrap And in this case, she also has something called a hammer toe, which essentially makes it what it is. It's that instead of elongating your back leg out and subtly picking into the ice, you're lifting your leg up pretty high and slamming it down so you can get your vault up, which is not the correct technique. Um, Her rip-on position, which is a position in which during a jump, you bring your arms straight up over your head. And what you're supposed to do is really get them up there straight so that your core, especially around your clavicle, is lifted up and it changes your center of gravity. Is not the best. Um, She's a little bit slouchy, so it's not giving the correct lift up that it's supposed to make her jumps look bigger because they are on the small side. Um, You don't really get. Um, She's relying on quick rotations to make it around. 
Um, but it does also help create that snap that I was talking about earlier. And, and then again, because of the choreography, she's never truly allowed to just hold an edge out through a jump so you can see the nice speed she could potentially be getting. But because she's constantly grabbing her back leg to like mime a spiral, because it's not a real spiral if you're not holding it, um, you never really get the full impression. She's such a small skater. She's such a tiny girl, and it kind of freaks me out sometimes. But <laughs> she's very like light and flowy, or it seems like that would suit her best. Like, you know, her small stature, like, quickens her skating and her spins, so those really stood out to me. Her programs, and I think you said this, mentioned this, Sam, they seem to be very heavy and loaded with, like, you know, complex entries and exits to her jumps and her elements. And while it makes for a more technically difficult program, it just kind of seems sort of overdone at some points. Like, her programs just, like you said, seem very heavy. And sometimes I just want to see, like, the more simple beautiful elements done and like letting her hold her positions yeah i mean i I agree with both of you and it was a really good surprise for me actually i didn't know that much about her outside of the the quad lats combos that we've seen on twitter um but i was really taken with her maturity her expression especially given how young she is i thought she was really graceful really light really musical and that was showcased to a decent extent in the short, I thought, but it really, really wasn't in the free. Um, I mean, I agree with both of you. There was there was a heaviness there. It was over full. It just wasn't letting her shine. Um, again, in a very typical Atari way, it felt very, very full from a transitions perspective, very rushed, none of the positions held, which was a shame. Yeah, I really enjoyed her short program. I think that the light and flowy style of the music really suited her style of skating. But yeah, as you all have been saying, her free skate kind of got bogged down by the fact that it was so heavy in the transitions and just all of the elements. And I think I was so focused at the start of it because obviously going into this event, as soon as we found out that Sherbakova was going to be there, we were all like, is she going to attempt the quad lutz? Is she going to be the first lady to land a quad lutz in, in the competition? Is she going to do it in combo? You know, there was all those question marks. So to the point that I wasn't even really focusing on the pro her free skate itself on the program on the choreography i was just wa- like looking yep. out for the jump entries because i'm just like is she gonna do the quad lutz and then as soon as she went in for the first combo i was like well okay that that's a reason to stop kind of like paying attention i guess and it didn't help that afterwards you're just so relieved well on my end you're just so relieved it didn't happen you're just so relieved it didn't happen that you just yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah, check yeah. out <laughs> and just kind of like on this high and you're not really paying attention <laughs> what's going on that is exactly what happened to me as soon as she didn't land it it was just a ah, kind of breath of relief and then I just kind of forgot about everything else that happened in the program and when I went back to rewatch it I was just like this whole the whole concept that Daniil the choreographer has thought out for her really doesn't match her and her style of skating in the way that a short does so you know I'm interested to see you know how if this program will progress over the season if the interpretation might change well obviously she got she won here so um the russian fed will probably give her a second assignment later in the the series and you know i guess we'll have to see what the hell is going to happen with this program so let's move on to the silver medalist anna tarusina she had a really bad car accident at the jgp courchevel in 2016 um which basically kept her out of most competition for the past two seasons i think she was at russian nats but that was about it she's another one she's got great performance quality hers is a bit 
um, less introspective and just like innately pretty than Sherbakova's is. She's a little bit more um, in your face, a little bit more naturally inclined to be bombastic, um, which is nice. I appreciate that just as much. Um, she's another one that her programs are relying on our movements and she's not really changing the level of her skating so there's not a lot of um, vertical movement so she's not like changing like is she going down near the ice is she leaning into something a little bit differently it's just kind of all staying at the same level and relying on an arm to accent the music instead of like another big gesture which is something that I'm not really that much of a fan of She's got the same tech issues as Shabakova, but her jumps are actually a little bit smaller, and she's got a, a definite flutz. Don't believe she got called for it, though, which is unfortunate, especially when you're right out of the gate and you're already seeing judges not call the tech things that they should be calling. Um, her spins are really nice, she, and she skates with confidence, especially, which is especially nice to see after the car accident that Clara mentioned. She wasn't as memorable to me as Shabakova or, or Young Yu, but... I especially liked her spins. She had really nice positions. And as you said, it was really nice to see her after her accident. And I'm glad she's back to skating. She seems like a really nice performer with the music she used. But she just wasn't very memorable overall to me. Yeah, um, I mean, rinse and repeat what was uh, what was said by you both. Um, very confident skater. Smaller jumps, but, you know, confident and committed. I think it was more her programs letting her down than how she was performing them. Um, weird, repeated and therefore invalidated spin right at the end of her free skate. I'm not sure what happened there. Honestly, that that really confused me because I don't know how that happens. <laughs> how, do, how does a skater just do the same spin twice when they know that they know they're not supposed to? It was confusing when someone mentioned it and I was just like, wait, did that actually happen? And then I look at yeah, the like protocols. I look at the protocols and I, and I look back at the program and I go, yeah, that's a change for combination spin, two of the exact same ones. You don't see that happen very often. So yeah, it was, I, it was sad that that was kind of the most memorable thing for me at least, that the fact that she messed it up. And then finally, rounding out the medalist is Young Yu from Korea. Um, her short program, guys. Yeah, so good. Her short program is so cool, cool and good and just perfect. She has shuffles <laughs> on <laughs> the music. She claps. <laughs> it's great. I Thank love you, Shailen Bond, for my the, life once yeah. again. Yes. The, and yeah, like, I owe Shailen my life. Like I was saying, with Anna's programs, it's a little bit one-leveled. There's not a lot of changing of plane going on. That's not the case with Young. She's got very varied movements that are matching speed. She's lifting her arm up in the twizzle in her step sequence. The Ina Bauer is beautiful. She holds that position, man, and it is lovely. Um, didn't like the free skate as much. I didn't think it suited her that well. Um, but she definitely tried to perform it, and it was definitely noticeable that her posture and her carriage are just infinitely better than they were last year. Because while I loved her Pirates of the Caribbean program, it was a little bit flaily, was a little bit distracting, and that wasn't that bad here. She's got, her jumps are really nice. She's got great height and flow out of them. Uh, she did have a couple issues um, on her LUTs, but it's okay. We'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, I really, really enjoyed her here. And I honestly wish she kind of had been in first place after the short, despite the fact that she did get an edge call. But it, it was great. <laughs> it was really great. I very much agree with Sam about her expression and shuffles on the music and her claps. It was so exciting. I just, 
I love when they get into the program like that. So I love her expression and her musicality. Her short was killer. She seems to always, like, you know, be having fun when she skates and at least such a good impression on you when you watch her. Yeah, I'm going to boringly agree with both of you again. Um, loved the short program, Shailen Bourne doing the most. Um, really committed to it, really expressive. Great highlighting of the musical accents. I love her jumps anyway. They're massive. I really like her double axle. I don't know if we're going to see a triple this season. I'm excited. Um, we know that she has some issues with the flip and the lutz, so nothing surprising there. I guess we'll have to wait and see if Tom Z can do something about it. I am not going to get my hopes up, but, um, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed this. And even though the, the, for me as well, the free skate was a little less successful. I just thought she did a fabulous job. Yeah. You know, a couple of weeks ago when Young was at a junior Grand Prix qualifying event in Korea, I was kind of worried about what I saw there because her speed and her flow and her overall skating quality seemed to have dropped since I last saw her. And, you know, we found out after that her performances there were kind of hindered by personal family circumstances. And so going into this uh, competition, I was kind of hoping that she would, you know, step it up and be a little, like she would throw out stronger performances, which she did. You know, her short program, you know, won my heart immediately. That double axle was just beautiful. You know, obviously she had the problems with, you know, her Lutz isn't looking as great and her flip, obviously, with the edge calls. The free, the free skate, you know, My Fair Lady, I think in comparison to how great the short was, it was kind of a, like, it wasn't as impactful. It was, it was good, you know, but it, it didn't have that kind of strong energy that Young really do, delivers. Yeah, this free skate for My Fair Lady, it was fine, I guess. I'm, I'm sure that I'll probably warm up to it as the season progresses. My main shout-out goes to Tomoe Kawabata and her incredible Lutz. It was huge. And also uh, her nice Kim Yana, Yana Kim tribute <laughs> was very nice. But um, I'm not the biggest person with jump tech, but I could still tell that it was incredible. So we're going to move on to the second Junior Grand Prix event for this episode, which is the Cup of Austria. We want to preface our discussions for this competition by saying that the live stream provided wasn't fantastic. It had a lot of issues in skipping and cutting out in sections. So, you know, especially in dance and pairs, we had some significant troubles when we were trying to watch it back. So if our discussions aren't quite as deep here, that's why, you know, we're sorry, but this is, you know, we we had to run with what we were given by the ISU. So we're going to go straight on to the pairs. Uh, again, there was a complete Russian dominance of, of, of the podium. All three were from Russia. And the winners were Polina Kostiakovich and Dmitry Elin. Uh, this is their second Junior Grand Prix season. And last season they were the uh, world silver medalists. So, you know... I was actually a pretty big fan of both of their programs. I think their choreography at some points was kind of on the campier side, but just the one thing that really sold it for me were their lifts. They were incredible. You know, everyone else's in the competitions kind of paled in comparison to them. You know, the difficult entries and exits and the positions, the easiness in the changing of the positions and the speed at which they were traveling was just really awesome. I mean, they did have some under rotation issues on their jumps in the free skate but they still managed to win by a massive margin you know 
And I found, I also found like that their triple twist was also really big and just made me kind of gasp. But yeah, the both their programs I think could use some work, especially their, I didn't, I think out of the two, I didn't really enjoy the free skate as much, which was um, a Cirque du Soleil one. But yeah, I think overall they were definitely the standout for me in terms of just performance. Yeah, I agree with Evie saying their lifts were incredible, especially with the changing positions. And I really like their ending position for the free skate with a little upside down fist pump. It was cute. Uh, I also just want to shout out, she looks a lot younger than she is. Uh, it just stood out to me. But I guess it, like, being smaller would help. So I'm kind of here for the look that they had going on for both their short and their free. The, her bodysuits as well as they were matching. I will say bodysuits can go either right or, like, it's either a good or a not good. And they were, they were okay here. But overall, their lifts were what stood out to me and they were incredible. Can't agree on the bodysuits. It gave me <laughs> massive Alina Afro Blue flashbacks oh! that I and you never didn't want particularly flashbacks enjoy. To that. No one wants an Afro Blue flashbacks. <laughs> we can all just forget that it ever happened. Um, no, I mean, in general, I think the free skate gave me Afro Blue flashbacks, the music, the choreo, the bodysuits, everything. Um, but their Survivor program was great. I love Destiny's Child, you know, programs, even if they're weird Tomb Raider remixes of um, Destiny's Child songs. And as I think Evie said, uh, their triple twists were very neat. Um, the one in their free, before it was uh, factored with a scale of values, got plus 4.4 uh, trimmed average GOE, which considering we're in a juniors competition where GOE doesn't really venture up above three was super impressive. Well, yeah, and it's also, it's not surprising that their triple twist gets such good height considering they do have a quad twist, which they did do at Junior Worlds last season. But they, they haven't, I don't think they've landed it with positive GOE before, but you, just looking at the height that they get on the triple, you can definitely tell that they have the, they can do a quad. Yeah, no, it was it was gorgeous. Um, lifts were really good as well. Lots of position changes. They were a bit messy on the step sequence and especially on the final spin in their short program and just a bit messy in general in the free on the choreo that wasn't the actual pairs elements. But uh, let's see if that changes over the course of the season, I guess. I, I would add though, I had some comments about music in the free but I see now that actually that might have been the stream playing up again because it looked like they finished skating like 30 seconds after the music ended so I have no idea what happened there yeah I think that was probably the biggest reason why I was like not that into the free when I was going back and watching it for my notes because like, the audio is completely off with the picture and it doesn't match at all um agree with the lifts I especially love the one where he picks her up when they're facing each other and then he like, has her by the hips and he twists her around that's great. I love that a lot. Um, the des the short program. Honestly, it really just made me think, why not just stay skate to Destiny's Child instead of a cover? <laughs> um, I would have preferred that. But yeah, their elements are great. She has a ton of charisma. He's there. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> so for the silver medalists at this event, we have Anastasia Polovianova and Dmitry Serpot, again of Russia. Uh, this is their second uh, Junior Grand Prix season. They were sixth at the Junior Grand Prix final last year. Yeah, so I was not a huge fan of this pair. To me, they seemed very disconnected. I believe there was a small mistake in their short. Yeah, there were two There were two mistakes in the short. She, the, uh, Anastasia fell 
And then Dimitri messed up his spin at the end. Yeah, it was a camel spin. He was completely off going into it. And then it almost looked like he was close to kicking her in the head after she fell, which was really tragic. I felt really bad. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like they didn't have a lot of sync and I didn't really see any chemistry. So it made for not very enjoyable programs from them. But, you know, Ted Barton voice, they have time to grow. So their costumes didn't match at all. I will not go off on that tangent, but it was just very (laughs) annoying to me. There were two different shades of blue, and I was not a fan. His bodysuit and the free, though, I feel like we need to talk about that. I, do we know? Do we I felt to- so bad for him. Here she is in this gorgeous dress, and they put him <laughs> in that. <laughs> a gray bodysuit. Yeah, I mean, to agree with what Carr said, they, and they, they had quite a tough short program, um, and you could tell how disappointed they were after it um but i did really like the throw triple sal in it i thought it was gorgeous they also deservedly got very good i think they got plus four trimmed average goe before factoring fs was i guess competently enough done um even though dimitri had this quite cute moment where he was he was in the middle of a quite complicated reverse lift and had this like two second moment where he thought he might try one footed skating and then very quickly decided that actually that was a bad idea (laughs) (laughs) it was cute (laughs) i thought they were very well matched together especially um at the beginning of the short program before she fell she has great arms and a nice carriage and he does his best to match well his posture isn't as good uh, as hers is um but yeah, the short program was enjoyable, like I said, until the fall. The spread eagle into the death spiral was very nice. Money throws are my thing, so of course I'm loving that throw, Sal. The free was not great. I just found it to be quite boring all around. But again, an Ina Bauer out of the throw edge that she did. I think it was on their first throw. I can't remember which jump it was exactly, but like she had a little bit of a low landing, but then she just popped right out of it, rode that edge out, and transitioned really great into that Eno Bauer. And I was like, yes, you go, girl. That's what I'm looking for. Do that. <laughs> and then Alina Pepeleva and Roman Pleshkov, who were the third, again, Russian pair team who got bronze skating to Blues for Kluke in the short program, which is, you know, I always like a Blues for Kluke program. Nice die and Lucinda tributes. Uh, but again, had a bit of a tough time. They did have a very nice throw triple sal, but they had issues on all of the other elements on the tip, on the twist, on the jump, on the step sequence, on the spin. Uh, so that was a bit disappointing for them and for us. Their free skate was the standard Edith Piaf Warhorse medley, but they chose a different classic French singer to sing it, Yves Montand, which I guess gets them some originality points maybe, but it still it still felt very classic. Um, they had another really nice throw triple sal that stood out to me in that and some really good lifts. Um, and they did seem, I mean, compared to uh, compared to Anastasia and Dimitri, they did seem a bit more sort of connected to each other, expressive, having a good time. Uh, but again, I think that there's room for them to grow into these programs over the course of the season if they get the chance. Yeah, I think the fall in the short program really let it down because, you know, Obviously, Blues for Cloak is a fantastic piece of music, and you could tell just from, from the lead up, right up until the fall, when they were going into the step sequence, that it was going to be really good. Even after the fall, you know, you could tell that the energy was still kind of there. So I'm really upset that that mistake happened because I think I would have enjoyed the program more as a whole if the fall didn't happen. Cause I think the program would have been great. Like, their throws are really, really solid. They're super nice. I love that the height and the distance that they cover. But, yeah, the free skate, I mean, the you know, the music choices were pretty snoozy, you know. I And I found that 
they could get pretty far away from each other when they were doing their side-by-side elements and their sync was in there, jumps wasn't the greatest. But, you know, that just might be a credit to the fact that this is their first Junior Grand Prix season and they're still a relatively new pair. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I actually liked the beginning of their free quite a bit. I thought the skating and hold was really cute. Um, it lost me during the La Vie and Rose cut and then immediately, like, switching back to the first bit was not great i didn't really understand why olivia rose was there to begin with (laughs) um but that throw sal at the end of the program caught me off guard i was not expecting it it was huge it was massive i audibly gasped because again i'm looking down i'm writing something that all of a sudden i see on the corner of my eye she's like 10 feet in the air it's like oh okay (laughs) i see you now (laughs) this is great um but yeah they were nice i will say like mentioning this with third i was a little disappointed that the usa team messed up in their free so badly and lost their third place lost their possible third place well they were in second after the short so they really moved down i really enjoyed yeah luckily in Prokenau, yeah i really enjoyed their short program and then the the fall and the side by side double axle and the free and then the lift which just didn't barely made it off the ground he just never got her weight over his hand and the minute it went up it was not happening okay so now going on to the men's medalist in gold or in first place we have camden polkinen from the usa yeah i mean camden's such a beautiful skater he's just on a totally another level in terms of like skating skills you know his speed and ice coverage and flow are all really strong and it just, it makes him so compelling to watch. I mean, his posture and his carriage and his extension on all the landings of the jumps is just perfect. And I'm actually really enjoying, you know, both of his programs so far, you know, for the short with Oblivion. I think it's a good, a good more choice for him. But for the, and for the free as well for West Side Story, I think he was looking a bit tired halfway through the free, which isn't uncommon with a lot of juniors or with Camden for that matter. But I think the main thing is that uh, I think he needs a new free skate costume that uh, radiates a little bit uh, less Canadian energy. You know, the <laughs> no, 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 not Canadian energy. That isn't an exact ripoff of Josh Ferris's Give Me Love costume because oh that causes God. me pain. Oh it's my God, <laughs> it is. The blue it's yeah, 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 yeah. It's literally the same costume and looking at it makes me cry. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who may be new to skating and have never seen Josh Ferris, please do yourself a favor and go watch Josh Ferris's short program from 2015 Four Continents and just appreciate the loveliness and the beauty and the majesty because it, it is it is worth it. But Camden, please do not rip off Josh anymore. I, I love you. I, I love you to be pieces, but I don't need to be crying hysterically every time I see you. Yeah. I think, yeah, both of his programs were really strong here. I mean, he did have some issues with the edge on his flip. I mean, in the short... It looked like just inside enough not to be called, but it was I, that could just be the camera angle. I could, it could have been on a flat, and then the one on in the free was very clearly taken off from a flat. So, you know, that's just something that he's going to have to keep working on. But yeah, both of the programs at this point are looking really strong, and it just you know, shout out to Stefan Lambiel for some great choreography and Tom Dixon, who Camden regularly works with in Colorado Springs, which you can definitely help attribute all of his great posture and extension to him. It's very nice. Um, For me, I mean, he's a big skater and not like he himself is physically big. He is broad and he does have that Patrick Chan look. Um, But what it is is that like 
he like commands the ice when he stands there and you know that like this is somebody you need to pay attention to and each movement has like an intention especially to me uh for me um which is especially important when you're not feeling the music which i really wasn't in the free skate i'm not the biggest fan of west side story what i am a fan of is the lunge he did out of his triple axle triple toe on the maria and then immediately following that up with this utter look of tenderness on his face on the next maria as he's slowing down that just matches the tone of the song perfectly it's lovely it's beautiful he's just he's better than most senior men when it comes to musicality and presentation and his carriage and it's it's absolutely beautiful and he should be getting nines (laughs) And his triple axel was looking so good at this competition. Just the height and the distance. It was it was beautiful. Yeah, it's so big. His Lutzes are huge too. He definitely had issue issue on he had an issue on every single Lutz in this competition. He had two step outs on his uh in his free program, the solo at the end, and the Lutz Euler Salcal he had a step out on as well. And then in the short program, um his Lutz was absolutely massive. I thought it was a quad at first, which it can't be a quad, you're not allowed to do a quad in the short program, but in my head I was like, Oh, he's doing a quad, that's really cool. When did he start doing that? Unfortunately, uh, he landed a bit sideways on the toe, and he, yeah, he was falling over to the right and had to put both hands down to completely support his weight, which was unfortunate. Agree with what you both said. His skating skills are beautiful. He was a joy to watch. I did notice, though, I, so Shailen Bourne does amazing work, but it's rarely noticeably Shailen Bourne. You can tell a Stéphane Lombiel choreo from a mile off. It's hilarious to me. He leaves, like, such a marked imprint on whatever he choreographs. So I, I loved it for its intense lombielishness in the short. Um, the only thing I noticed, again, there was some arm flinging there that should have been slightly less flingy than it was. But, um, yeah, he's he's beautiful. Yeah, he really shone in the free to me. I really, like, and Sam mentioned this with the Maria part. He really acted the part to the music, like, you know, with the tenderness with Maria and the snapping and the sassy facial expressions for the beginning. And it just made it a really fun watch for me, and I was really impressed. So the silver medalist at this event was uh, Koshiro Shimada of Japan. Uh, this is his fourth Junior Grand Prix season, and I just have to say that I was completely stunned by him. I mean, not only the fact that he's grown a certain amount since we last saw him, you know, he's so much taller than he was last season, but just the work that he's put into his skating is so noticeable. You know, I didn't, I almost didn't recognize his skating at all, you know, coming off of last season. I was just so shocked by how much he's changed, improved and evolved, you know. Stefan and Team Champer is re- are really doing great things for him. You know, both of his programs are looking really solid. I especially really love the free skate to Winter in Buenos Aires. You know, he throws himself into the music so much. You know, his energy and facial expressions really match it perfectly, and his spins are fantastic. Because you know, Stefan, you know, spins that's kind of a given. Um, it's a, a shame about the time violation in the short. You know, the results for that probably would have been a bit closer if they if that didn't happen you know and like Camden he also had issues with the edges on the flip you know which both looked pretty damn flat in both the short and the free but yeah Koshiro completely stunned me at this event it was great yeah I I agree um on the short front I'm kind of over Benjamin Clementine I find his singing style a little bit staccato and it's kind of jarring and it kind of loses its cool factor when everybody's doing it um with the free skate i'm kind of over piazzola a little bit there's a lot of them this year um it's not a it's not a koshiro problem it's just that he's everywhere um the improvement he has is just 
insane um his carriage isn't all the way there yet like he was trying to do this like cool ballroom hold right at the end of his programs before his spins that he couldn't quite pull off because he doesn't necessarily have the like the sturdiness and the strength to like hold it yet i think he can get there especially when he's working with somebody like lambiel um his, but yeah i really i love both of his programs they he was really engaging to see again it's that earnestness that you just can't help be captivated by uh, on the jump front his axles are a little bit telegraphed um which isn't necessarily my favorite thing because if you notice my twitter bio i do say i'm an axle stand there yeah i agree with what you both said um i found him i i haven't seen him in previous seasons but i was very impressed by his express his expression and his commitment here um very lovely spins, so thank you Stefan for those as well. I'm also slightly over Piazzolla, um, especially since Stefan seems to be choreographing everyone to skate to him as well. Uh, I'm I'm not so much over uh, Benjamin Clementine, I just wish not everyone had to skate to Nemesis. He's got loads of great songs, guys. Um, have an explorer on Spotify. But yeah, uh, I thought Kashira did really well. I really enjoyed him. Yeah, I thought he did incredibly well. I agree with everything you guys have said. I adore his musicality and expression. He really, like, was trying to feel the music for both of his programs, and it improved the performance so much for me. He had his fast-paced movements when necessary. He had his elegant and nice movements when he was necessary, and he had some nice new choreo, which I always love. Yeah, the little jumps he was doing during the chorus and the short mm-hmm. program were very nice. I loved yeah. those. They were, like, nice and on the music, and it just made it fun. Okay, moving on to the bronze medalist for this event, it was Roman Savasin from Russia. This is his third Junior Grand Prix season. He came fourth back in uh, 2016 at the Junior Grand Prix final in Marseille, you know, and he was actually at uh, Bratislava two weekends ago, you know, where he finished fifth. I'm still totally not sold on either of his programs, to be honest, or his skating in general. I think it's mainly that his jump technique really rubs me the wrong way. I mean, the, it's terrifying. That, yeah, that, <laughs> it's horrible. that leg wrap is so jarring. It just, oh, it takes my, it, it, all of my attention goes towards his jumps and I just can't focus on anything else. The full blade takeoff on the toes physically hurts oh, me. Oh, <laughs> yep. Yep, cringe, cringe, massive cringe. Yeah, the triple flip axis was pretty terrifying for me as well. Um, I did actually like his short program choreo. I'm probably in the minority, but um, he had this kind of Spanish theme and it reminded me of a slightly too hurried and overfull program that Javi might skate to. But yeah, I mean, it had some sort of unusual hand choreo moments, which I enjoyed. Um, I thought he was decently expressive and committed, so well done him. And also he had a spiral that for all it was super short, succeeded in not looking rushed. I'm not quite sure what magic he was working there. Um, but yeah, so those those were sort of the standouts for me. And, and as you both said, the jumps jumps were not not great. Um, but I mean, he's had his two goes. I'm, let, let's see if he manages to work on any of those issues before Junior Worlds, which is presumably the next time we'll see him. And then we obviously also have to throw out a quick shout out to Conrad Orzel from Canada. He was in first place after the short program. Very nice to see somebody skate to Shawn Mendes. I like Shawn Mendes. He's a nice like poppy thing to like throw out on the radio when you're driving somewhere in the summer. Um, that said, <laughs> that said though, the program was a little bit lacking in choreography until the step sequence. Um, and he's not exactly emoting. Was a shame about the free to see him have so many issues with rotating his jumps. <laughs> which unfortunately is what got him off the podium. Um, nice Hanyu reference there, Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> you must be very inspired skating with him. <laughs> Moving on to the ice dance medalist, the top team was Sofia Shevchenko and Igor Aramenko from Russia. Again, really selling us on the tango. I was 
slightly uncomfortable and Victorian about this again, but I did really love both her both her dresses, mainly because I am a joyless Grinch who hates sparkles and these did not have any. They were really cool and modern and Vera Wang, but in a really great way. Um, his, on the other hand, not so much. But they really impressed me with their speed and their flow. They had great intensity. I really enjoyed their straight line lift in the rhythm dance and their rotational lift in the free. And they were just really fierce. Um, and for all that their their free dance was slightly messy, I mean, it had a lot of different moods jammed in there. Um, I did enjoy their choreo. It was very modern. It had a kind of street quality, she says, very uncomfortably and poshly. But I don't know quite how to express it, but there was, there was, something, there was something modern there that I really like that isn't the kind of modern contemporary dance that you'd get from a Papadakis Cizeron, for example. Yeah, I think this, this team has really fantastic energy. I, like, and their lifts are great as well. I mean, that's a really big theme in Russian dance, junior dance at the moment, you know. Their step sequence halfway through the free dance, I found was so much fun. You know, as Clara, like you said, it was quite modern. And, you know, I, I love that they didn't struggle to keep up the intensity throughout the program. You know, the speed and their performance all stayed constant, you know, really high levels of energy, which is really impressive considering, you know, they're juniors and they sometimes juniors do struggle getting through programs in terms of stamina. But yeah, I was really impressed by them and I was glad to see them win here. Yeah. And, and then for me, I mean, her intensity is great. <laughs> She really brings it in everything she's doing. Her ponytail is awesome. I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> it moved really well. Um, their speed's really good. Uh, don't necessarily have the same flow as the first place team from the week before, but still. Um, I did really enjoy these straight line lift in their rhythm dance. The position changes were excellent, especially the one where she's sitting across his lap and with her legs crossed and looking back over at the audience. I love that. The look on her face is just great. I, my issue with that program was it felt like they were going for these really big grand gestures that are like strong. Like they tried to pull off the, uh, the, the Virtue Moyer Moulin Rouge boom out of the twizzle. The issue was the issue was the music was didn't quite have the same strength or boominess, so it's hard to be like yes, we just did the thing when the music is like yeah, you did the thing. The opening to the free dance was lovely. It had this like nice airy quality to it. The music kind of reminded me of a video game called Shadow of the Colossus's soundtrack, which is a great game. Play it if you can. So the silver medal pair were from Canada for a change. So that was Marjorie Lajoie and Zachary Lagar and they, they train in Gadbois. And they were, I thought, really strong, actually. They were very in sync uh, on their rhythm dance, especially that pair of twizzles. They were, the unison was really on point. I found them quite compelling uh, in their free dance, especially, I find them, I found them quite moving. There was a lot of kneecap skating, which as a Lambiel stan, I enjoy. Yeah, I thought, I thought they were good. Maybe there was a bit less intensity in the expression than some of the other teams we saw, but I, I did find them really strong. Yeah, they were definitely a strong team, you know, kind of what you expect from a team that trains it with Gabois. But, like, I really love their energy in the free dance. You know, the opening especially was really striking and the stationary lift to begin was really fantastically done. Just their speeds they got in their rotational lift in the free dance was crazy fast. I was, I was getting dizzy just looking at it. It was insane. You know, I, was, I wasn't really expecting it either because I kind of found their lifts in the rhythm dance to be, you know, 
precise and good in position, but, you know, kind of boring. I just didn't find them as interesting as some other teams' lifts. Uh, for me, I thought their short performance was excellent. They both obviously have great quality there. The twizzles were cool because it's a nice Davison White reference with the hop into the two sets, who they used, which was their twizzle that they used to do all the time. Um, didn't really like the pattern music that much, but I did love all her little arm gestures to each intonation. That was really nice. Uh, for me, the free didn't really catch my eye that much. I couldn't help but sit back and say, think that like I've seen this program and I've seen it done better by Papadakis and Cizeron with their Moonlight Sonata. It's a very similar quality, um, which I would rather just watch Papadakis and Cizeron than watch uh, Majori and Zach. Unfortunately, I did really like the slide into their twizzles, though. That was great. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you guys. I really like their performative energy and the rhythm dance. You know, it was a very fun tango vibe. And it was, what I will say, he was, he looked like he was wearing one of those sleeveless jackets in the rhythm dance. And it, it's just distracted me because the whole time I was staring at this and I was like, what, what is tango about this? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I loved the, I liked the music they skated to. It was very, it was a fun tango and they just had a fun vibe overall and I really appreciate it. The free was nice. I, I also appreciate, I loved knee choreography. And in the bronze medal position was Ava Kutz and Dmitry Mikhailov of Russia. You know, this is their second junior Grand Prix season and their first time to medal at an event. And you know, I thought that their energy was really great overall. The music cuts and the free dance were kind of a bit jarring at times, but you know, that's kind of just common in juniors. But one thing I really did notice is that they're so fast. Like their speed and ice coverage in their steps is very noticeably fast in comparison to other teams. And, you know, the one thing that I did kind of get stuck on with that is the fact that their combo spin, you know, it didn't have that much speed in comparison to everything else. The positions were nice, but yeah, it was just, it was a bit jarring in comparison. Yeah, I, I completely agree with Evie. Um, junior Russian ice dance ladies have been a revelation to me so far. I love all of them. Eva is no exception. Um, she was giving us so much face, uh, but yeah, they were so quick. I thought they had really good flow, really good expression in general. They looked like they were having a great time, which I always really appreciate. And the, the highlight for me was the first minute and a half of their free dance. They have this great curve lift and then a choreographic spin. And I just, that, I really loved the beginning of that program. And I agree with Evie. I think the only the only note I had was that combo spin, which was sort of noticeably slower than anything else they did. For me, the best part of the entire ice dance event was their curve lift in the short program. It was just excellent, top to bottom. Um, the music in that section is really great, and it really lends itself to a position change. And they brought it, especially that last position when he's holding her um, kind of wedding style, not really, and she just shuffles her feet on the on the dun 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 dun, dun and I just ugh, I love that kind of little stuff if you haven't figured that out already um, I really, like I said, that rhythm dance is really great, uh, their speed is really good, again, not the, doesn't necessarily have the same kind of um, refinedness I guess you would say, everything comes across a little bit more scratchy in some areas uh uh, with the free, I was just shocked somebody was skating to Alt J. I'm not really sure how somebody in Russia knew who Alt J was. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think many people here in the U.S. know who Alt J is, and they're an English-speaking um, band, so that was really surprising. But they were by far my favorite out of the three teams. I love her. She was great. He was great. The intensity in his face at the start of the uh, rhythm dance, where he's just staring out, and then his arm like 
shoots out and he like looks down at her. That was great. Um, he did something really similar um, in the free dance where he's skating, they're gliding forward and he shoots both of his arms out in a cross position. That was also really great. He has really good like ability to like hold a strength position. I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, they they were my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like this team. Uh, Sam, I'm with you on like noticing smaller details and with the arm shooting out. I was like, I was like, oh my god, that happened. But yeah, I really I quite enjoyed their rhythm dance. <laughs> Something about the rhythm dance overall that I noticed was like every time a pair would come out, uh, Ted would be like skating their music to tango and it's like what tango (laughs) there's a lot of tangos ted you get a tango you get a tango everybody gets a tango and finally we have the ladies at this event coming in first place was aliona costanaya who is admittedly my favorite itari girl by far um like sherbakova before her she has this innate ability to just hit an excellent position I just think her musicality is a little bit more mature, and Daniel sometimes does, in fact, let her hold a position, which he does not do with Sherbakova, especially in the short program. Her the, the first half of that short program is excellent. She really, like, hits every accent lovely. Um, her arms are great. Her carriage is great. Um, but then the cut happens, and it's not even really a cut. It's a pause, and she's just kind of standing in the center of the ice, and there's no music. But she's moving her arms around, and you're sitting there like, why are we moving our arms around? What's going on? I was so invested in the short program right up until that point. I was just thinking, what yep. the hell was Danielle thinking with this pause? Yep. It just makes no sense, and it completely threw me out. It was just awful. In my notes, I just kind of ignored it. <laughs> it was like, well, I don't know what's going on here. And then it never really gets back to that, like, we know what's going on in the music. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, every, even in the step sequence, it's kind of just like, oh, you're lovely, but I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but you're lovely, and I love you. But I don't get it. <laughs> but uh, like the the double axle out of the Ina Bauer into a falling leaf in the short was just great. I love that. Uh, that was beautiful. She has a great drive up into the air, which is not something you see with Russians very often. They most Russian ladies, especially, do not have a great axle technique. They kind of just like barely get up in the air, and then they kind of curve it around because they're they're rotating so fast and it just lands like with no edge out and like a kind of a little bit of a thud but she's just soft and beautiful and lovely we've all we've seen her do a triple axel out of steps over the off season yeah and you can tell that she's you can tell that it's probably going to be added in later in the season considering the double axel's the first in the short in the fray i mean it's the first jump in the fray well that could just be them um trying to get the combo in the back end too yeah that too but I just saw that and I thought immediately, oh, triple axel maybe later in the season. Yeah, but it was really nice. She is not immune to the Atari jump issues, though. She gets a lot more height than Sherbakova, but she is not pre-rotating any less than Sherbakova. Her leg uh, wrap is not as bad and she's got a obvious fluts. Um, it w- don't believe it was called in the short at all. It should have been. It was there. It was obvious. And her jump her but the, the difference in height between her lutz and her flip is markedly noticeable i remember i remember kind of shocked that it was the lutz was so small after the flip was so big and her her rip on is so lovely she's got a very nice rip on again gets those arms straight up and she does it a little bit differently most people actually grab um try to grab both hands together but she actually holds on to um her wrist 
which I thought was interesting, and that might make me be why she's not slouching as much as people usually do, because it's very it's difficult for most people when they're either doing a tano or a rip on to actually do it properly and get your arms straight. Um, yeah, that was great. Her free skate was something. <laughs> sure, was. sure was. I'm not really sure why we needed three different versions of Romeo and Juliet. I thought starting off with kissing you at the beginning was weird. It started, it felt like it was the middle of a program instead of the beginning of a program. Didn't find that very engaging. Uh, the inside spiral into the triple loop was just gorgeous. A plus, she holds that so beautifully and just lovely. And like, you don't see many held spirals coming out of that camp. It was great, but she's not immune from the unconnected rush feeling, unfortunately. That Sherbakova was. She just tried. It is. It's not as bad, but it's still there in this program, especially. Um, big note to the voiceovers. Oh God, we, yeah. We only want Leo as Jack, guys. We don't need any Romeos. The and then the toe on her triple style triple toe was under, and it was not called. It was noticeably under even live. Um, and I'm kind of baffled that they just let that go. Yeah, I agree with you on the fact on the voiceover and the free skate. It really annoyed me, and just especially after last season when both of Eliana's programs were so strong and they were really like standouts to me, especially in Terry's camp. You know, this season is kind of already paling in comparison to yeah, it. Yeah, with the Adios Nonino program last year, she holds her in about in about so long before she eventually goes up into the double axle. And then this year, it's like she's still holding it in the short program here for the uh, leftovers program, but in the free, she's not. It's not even close, and it it it's really unfortunate because that's the thing that makes her stand out, and it's not there anymore. Yeah, it's it's a shame because she's such a star, and I really enjoy her skating, but yeah. I'm having a hard time getting into both of these programs because of the problems that we pointed out in it. Yeah, it's just, it's really sad to see that such a talented skater is getting bogged down with, you know, mid-level choreography. I mean, there are so many other great pieces that she could skate to. Why are you giving her just a plain standard kissing you Romeo and Juliet for But not skating? only that, but like Romeo and Juliet should have been a slam dunk for her. Yeah, like, definitely. That matches mm-hmm. her perfectly and what she can do. Yeah, it would have been boring because, like, who wants to see a Romeo and Juliet program in 2018? Like, put that music to the side for a couple years, maybe. But, ugh, it could have been so good. It could have been. And then they were like, nope. But, yeah, we've got three different versions going on. It's like, no, guy, Daniel, please pick one. Yeah, I didn't even mind the medley so much. It's just that there was no... I mean, it comes back to what you were saying about kissing you. There was there was no sort of emotional coherency to it. Like, by all means, use different bits of music, but have it build towards something. This was just really all over the place. I found it very confusing. And as Evie said, and you said, voiceovers are for mixed media installations in art galleries, not for skating Or programs. Elena Radionova's Titanic. <laughs> that too. <laughs> that was successful. She was, she, no, I mean, I really enjoyed her as well. She was beautiful. The uh, double axle out of the Ina Bauer in the short was wonderful. Um, she has a maturity and expression that is markedly above the level of a lot of the other skaters we saw at Linz. And even though it, her programs did still feel rushed they didn't feel quite as rushed and overfull as i'm used to seeing from the atari camp so i i guess probably with that with that low standard she was really she was really refreshing i felt like there was so much time in her program and i credit that to how special she is because even they can't be like oh we're gonna give you the classic like 
arms and fast movements like they at least uh, there are places where they at least attempt to slow her down and show off just how lovely she is which is not something you usually see from them especially with daniel's choreography i think the anna karitana he did for evgenia was another great example of that but i always chalk that up to being because it used to be an exhibition um but he he is trying with her in some places and i i don't appreciate it necessarily because it's not all the way there but i am still very glad that there's some little bit of it left. I think the only thing where I disagree is the the short program. So the, the mood change in the middle was incredibly jarring, definitely. I think she was selling it to me by the end, though. Like, I had tw- 20 seconds of intense confusion, but then she was too lovely for me to care anymore. Yeah, I really feel that what Clara just said, like, for the short program, like, I loved it. And, like, you know, I was, I did have my moment of confusion where I was like, wait, what is going on? Uh, but, like, other than that, it was absolutely lovely and like I adored it you know she she looked very angelic and it was and I definitely didn't get that like overweighted feel that I got from Sherbakova in Bratislava which I really appreciate it just like I don't know if it was just like chalking it up to her and her innate you know grace in her skating but it was gorgeous okay moving on to the silver medalist of this event it was Elena Kanishova also from Russia uh you know, she was a really big surprise to me. You know, this is uh, of, this is her first Junior Grand Prix season and it's the first time she's appeared in an international event. And, like, I heard some hype about her online, like, before this event started, but I'm not really that in tune to the Russian, you know, novice and junior scene, so I didn't really know that much about her going in and she completely surprised me in like the best way possible you know she has really excellent speed and flow in her elements and her posture is fantastic her spins are lovely and her toe jumps like there's no pre-rotation at all it was it was fantastic it's so refreshing <laughs> yes I mean, both of both of the girls, both her and Anna Kuzmenko of France, they're both uh, trained by Svetlana Panova. They both had really good technique on their toe jumps, and I was just really happy to see that, especially since the track record going into this competition and throughout this competition wasn't stellar. For me, I really enjoyed her. I did think she had a bit more of a juniorish quality to her uh, performance, not just to her performance, but just the programs they had given her. There was just this, um, it was a little bit more immature, especially after you're watching Kosternaya, who just exudes like this, like, I don't, I don't know what the word, correct word other than matureness is. Like, she's just like clearly like all got, got it all naturally with that front. But where like Elena here, she definitely has that performance ability, but she does not quite have that like senior look to her just yet. Like I said, the job are just so refreshing to see after two weeks of looking at poor takeoffs <laughs> it's nice to be able to just look at somebody and be like i don't have to slow you down you're good thank you <laughs> <laughs> i love what you're doing here um my one like really big like it's not really big my one small critique is that in the free program she has this moment in the step sequence where she like does this like really slow shallow like but shelfie spread eagle eagle into a fan spiral that is not a fan spiral because she just kind of holds her leg up and moves on and that just really bothered me for some, <laughs> like it just really bothered me like it was really noticeable and i was like uh did we really need that that does not look nice like wait until your spread eagle has speed and you can like straighten out your back so your butt's not sticking out and then like hold that position and then we can talk about this but for right now maybe not right now <laughs> uh yeah i agree with what you all said um i thought she was very lovely and light uh, in a way that sort of reminded me of Sherbakova, actually. I agree with Sam, she doesn't project 
outward as successfully as some of the other ladies, or at least she's not emoting as overtly, so that makes her feel a bit younger, which is normal because she is, in fact, only 13, so she is very, very terrifyingly young. The music was what kept me hooked, I think, in the SP um, because of that sort of slightly more understated expression, but that meant that for the free, I, I was just less compelled. Um, jumps, as we said, a little smaller than some of the others, but beautiful technique on the flip and the lutz, which was really nice to see. And so my, my shout out on the technique part goes to the, uh, the spiral bracket entrance into her double axle into the short, which I, in the short, which I thought was beautiful. Okay, going on to the bronze medalist, finally, it was Shika Yoshioka of Japan. Uh, this is her first Junior Grand Prix season and, you know, podiuming on her first event is pretty bloody good. You know, I wasn't a huge fan of either of her programs and, like, even though I love Matilda the Musical, I found the choice a bit odd for her for the short program. But I did enjoy her expression, but it just... I just thought it was a little overly campy at times. But her free program to Cleopatra, Mission Cleopatra, didn't really capture my attention either. I mean, she's a, a very strong skater, but both of her programs kind of didn't highlight the strengths in her skating, That, in my opinion. Yeah, for me, the short program didn't make any sense. I wasn't really <laughs> sure what was going on because her dress is not Matilda. <laughs> um, at all, Matilda's I mean, it, like... it was pretty loud. But Matilda has, like, this, like, kind of, like, like, not to say street rap, but street rap quality to it, <laughs> where it's a little bit dirty, it's a little bit edgy, despite the fact that it is about a young girl. There is, like, this hard edge to her in some cases, especially in the way that the singer from the musical sings. Like, it's got this toughness to it that I don't think she completely understood or whoever, like, helped her package the program understood. So it was just kind of like, she's like, oh, this is really happy, like, exuberant music, so I'm going to be really happy and exuberant, but it's missing the, like, intent of the song. Uh, same I'm with you with the free skate as well I just didn't find it particularly engaging and she was pretty slow in the step sequence when the music was a little bit faster than how she was moving um she also really does need to work on her spin spins those can be a bit slow but yeah she was good <laughs> I, she was it she was definitely enjoyable despite the packaging issues yeah the short was really surprising to me because that song in matilda is sung by matilda's mom who is this loud brash quite trumpian ex-ballroom dancer and so the entire song is like a satirical takeout takedown of that particular worldview and i think they were just using it i don't know if it's a translation issue but the way it was skated to i don't think any of the implicit sarcasm was being leveraged it just they, they thought it sounded like a vaguely latin kind of bop and that's the way she skated to it it was a bit weird that being said she was she was a lovely skater good speed into her jumps good edges bit slow in the spins but um but i really enjoyed her the other thing was the mission cleopatra music which i found really surprising to hear from any skater because it's this like cult french movies from the early noughties that no one outside of france has heard of uh, but then Evie pointed out to me that Mickey Ando actually used bits of it in her Cleopatra program, so that's probably why that is there. Mickey Ando tributes. <laughs> I also believe a little Elizabeth Tutomisheva had a Cleopatra program to the same soundtrack for like a week in two thousand <laughs> during the during the two thousand sixteen Grand Prix. I believe she only really? did it once and then she dropped it instantly. <laughs> As you do. But I mean, yeah, check out the movie; it's great fun. Um, it was just it was just a surprising choice. Really quick shout out to Ting Sui, who was very much a jumper last season at Junior Worlds. 
she's not anymore and it's great to see especially after going to Tom Z who is not exactly known for packaging and doing the artistic side of skating very well he's very much interested in hammering down a layouts and getting as much points as possible there as he can so it was very very surprising to see her carriage improved her extension improved her skating skills and flow improved and I was shocked and excited unfortunately she did have issues with some falls but i loved it <laughs> if you missed out on either junior grand prix bratislava or Linz, the entire events are available to watch on the isu's dedicated jgp youtube channel just search for the isu junior grand prix and you'll find all of the videos there okay i have a lot to say here so i'm going to start Cameron a little earlier Falkenen. So our shout out of the week for this week goes for to the DJ at the Junior Grand Prix Cup of Austria for laying down some sick Eurovision bops during the warm-ups and in between skaters. He was really on point with the music selection. Yeah, and he was playing pop from the skaters' countries of origin, which I thought was awesome. And of course, another shout out has to go to the cameraman there at Cup of Austria for not actually capturing the skaters' feet at times, making our jobs collectively a lot harder. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you again for our next episode, which will be about the Grand Junior Grand Prix events and the Challenger Series events happening over the next two weeks. If you want to get in touch with us, then please feel free to contact us via our website, inthelowpodcast.com, or on Twitter, Tumblr, or Facebook. You can find our episodes on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you enjoy the show and want to help support the team, then please consider making a donation to us on our Ko-fi page. And we'd like to give a really big thank you to all the listeners who have contributed to our team thus far. You can find all the links to all our social media pages and our coffee on the website. And finally, if you're listening on iTunes, please consider leaving a rating and a review if you enjoyed the show. If you didn't, don't bother. Just write to us. We're keen to hear your, your criticism. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been Carly, Evie, Sam, and Clara. See you soon. Bye!